Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. It's been five years since Michael Brown was killed by a Ferguson police officer, setting off a protest movement that led to big changes here in St. Louis and throughout the world. Remembering those events, the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom interviewed nearly 20 people for its Living Ferguson project. By talking to people who lived the events in Ferguson or are directly touched by the systemic inequalities exposed in its wake, its reporters seek to illuminate what we remember, how we've changed, and what we hope for. Joining us to highlight this project is Shula Newman, executive editor of the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom. Shula, thanks for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. So tell us, how did this project come about? Well, back in December when we first started to realize that we were coming up on a major anniversary, we explored dozens and dozens of stories that we could be telling, but we realized these are stories that everybody is going to tell about what's changed with policing, what's changed with politics, all of those kinds of stories. And we realized we have to do those. But what we really wanted to do was to hear from people who were directly impacted by the systemic problems that Ferguson brought to light. Um, so we thought we thought of all kinds of constructs, but in the end, we just went and we found people primarily from North County and, uh, and North City, North St. Louis City, and, um, and asked them a series of questions. And out of that came a bunch of organizational themes around which we hung this project, we created this project. And these people that you chose, was there any sort of method to choosing them, or were you just looking for people with something to say? We were basically looking for people with something to say. We didn't want to go to the obvious choices, the major protesters, um, the, the the politicians who are around. We do have a pol political type figure on there, um, and we do have a couple of people whose names might, might be recognizable, but mostly we wanted to hear from people living their lives and who maybe lived in Ferguson during during the events that year, or who just have a lot of, to say about what's going on. The first clip we have today is a great example of that. Uh, she's Aziza Binti, a filmmaker and public speaker from South St. Louis. And here in this audio we have, she's talking about what it's like to be African-American in St. Louis. What I have seen in my friends as they deepen their blackness and just say, well, to hell with it. Because I think the other thing is when you, the other side of the coin is, one side is, yes, you could be killed by police at any time. That somebody white called the police on you, you could end up with a bullet in you just that fast, even though you might just be grocery shopping or watering your lawn or, or um, drinking a bottled water or doing anything, doing any random act, just living your life, minding your business. You could be in your own house and get shot by the police while you're just minding your own business. But the other side of that is, you know what? Since I could get killed at any time, to hell with it. I'm going to be as blackity, black, black, extra black with black on the side as I want to be. And so I think that's the thing that I saw that, that I love the most is that we were able to just decide, you know what? I'm finna be all the way black. I'm finna be as black as I wanna be. And I'm not going to let anybody tell me that I need to change my hair or I need to tone down the colors in my clothes to fit somebody else's idea of what I need to be. So many people started their own businesses. So many people said to hell with corporate culture, I'm gonna do this my way. So many people became, became teaching artists. So many people went into um, social work to make some substantive change in that way. So many people just said, okay, since any time could be the time, 
I'm just finna wild out. I am going to live my best life. I'm going to encourage as many people as I possibly can. I'm going to be as black as I can. I'm going to be as open and dope and amazing as I possibly can. In spite of all of this, I'm going to make a difference. And so I think that for me is, you know, the silver lining, if there is any, um, that Mike's life and his death stood for something and it woke a lot of people all the way up. That was Aziza Binti, a South St. Louis filmmaker and public speaker talking to St. Louis Public Radio for its Living Ferguson project. Next up, we've got Angela Haywood Gaskin and her son Jay, both of Florissant, talking about their perceptions of the police five years after the events in Ferguson. Let's give it a listen. I can say that um, I know many law enforcement um, organizations are making efforts to to build those relationships. Um, very progressive efforts, um, meaningful efforts, and I do. I, and I'm, I'm very, very glad to to see that. That must continue. It really, really must. Um, but I kind of disagree. Um, I don't see that. Um, but I do think there needs to be more of that because when police build relationships with the, with their community. Um, you get to know them, and then there's trust that is built with the policeman. And then you're not, when there's trust built and you know them more, you're less scared of them. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm scared of them is because I don't know them at all. I don't know them very well. And I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people are scared of them. Maybe I need to read some. Maybe I'm not reading as as uh, looking at other some, certain information, because she does know, you know, other some things that I don't know. So, but your experience is is more important than necessarily what I I read or this that and the other. If yeah. your experience is saying that hasn't changed, then that's very significant. Yeah. That was Jay Gaskin and his mother, Angela Haywood Gaskin of Florissant, talking to St. Louis Public Radio for its Living Ferguson project. And here we've got another uh, audio clip of two friends talking with each other. Their names are Kavion Calvert and Rihanna Curtin, and they recently graduated from Normandy High School and are about to start college. Here they are talking with our reporter about police brutality. Does the talk of police brutality and harassment make you want to stay in the area or leave? I'm kind of 50-50 on whether I want to stay or not. Like... Honestly, because, you know, I, I want to go down south. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's basically the same down south. Like, I feel like you can't go nowhere where there isn't police brutality. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be some type of police abusing their power everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. But I would say just off of this is where I'm from and this is where, this is what became, this is what made me become me. Mm -hmm. That would be why I say. Yeah, like you said, there's nowhere there's nowhere in the United States that you can go where there's not any police brutality. Like, it's it's heard of, it's talked about everywhere. And, yeah, also, like, St. Louis, as St. Louis has made me who I am. And I don't think I would want to... I don't think I would want to just leave without at least attempting to change or be the change or see the change that's happened within my community. 
That was Kavian Calvert and Rihanna Curtin, both recent Normandy High School graduates. Shula, tell us about what this project looks like. Right, so you'll be hearing these clips, you'll be hearing these people talking and at the same time seeing portraits of them and being able to read what they say. And you can skip around to all the various subjects. Uh, There's also a 23-minute documentary profile of Michael Brown Sr. talking about his experiences and his life after the death of his son. Shula Newman, executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.